0: Don't make me turn this podcast around. You're listening to the Reno Dads Podcast. We're dads talking about dad stuff. We're doing the dad thing in the biggest little city in the world, Reno, Nevada. But we're talking about things that all dads and parents can relate to. We'll share fatherly war stories, discuss manly things, and even get into the tender moments of fatherhood. We want you to be a part of the conversation, so join us and listen in. Oh, and be warned, dad jokes ahead. Well, all right. Welcome back to our next episode here of the Reno Dads podcast. I have an incredibly interesting guest this week. Um, Kristen Avancino from Arte Italia here in Reno has joined us uh, to talk about an incredibly interesting exhibit that we have right here in Reno right now. Right now. I'm really, It opens. It opens today. This, today. So... Um, What I didn't know is, and I I told you just as we were getting started, that I have been driving past this beautiful building of yours right on the corner there of uh, California and Flint. And I have wondered, for the four years that I've lived here and seen it, like, what's in that building? So, like, what is Arte Italia? What
1: is Arte Italia? Yeah. Arte Italia is uh, arguably the finest Italian cultural center in the country. We purchased the building in 2006 we set out to renovate the building to bring it up to code right. for two years. Now, many of the Reno dads and moms yeah. will remember the Hardy House. Oh, the Hardy House was an infamous and famous <laughs> <laughs> restaurant and uh-huh. bar scene. Um, and this building um, is testimony to the architecture of Frederick Delanchon. It was built in, yes, big time, built in 1914, and it was designed for a um, Nevada sheepman and Joseph Giroux, and then subsequently after it sold, Mm -hmm. it became many restaurants, some of them um, not as successful as others. Okay. So we set out to do this because— Northern Nevada was founded by pioneer Italian families. And our notion at the E.L. Weegam Foundation was that to preserve and to celebrate our roots in Nevada Mm -hmm. is so vital. Sure. And how can we be with our families and our children and not talk about from where we came? Right. And it was all those Italian families that came for the mining and the timber industries. And why not celebrate and preserve and continue the traditions of the Italian culture? So we have two missions. Okay. One is culinary and one is art in its various uh, representations in our exhibit space.
0: So tell me, I don't, uh, I mean, the Wiegand Foundation, Yale Wiegand, Mm -hmm. um, that family has been part of Reno forever, is that right? I mean, for a long time, or is that-
1: Mr. and Mrs. Wiegand came to Nevada late in life.
0: Oh, is that right?
1: But that was a while ago. Yeah. In the 70s. And they, being from the East Coast and he being an inventor with a third grade education, he had to quit school to support his family. Okay. And he studied the great books, and he had this lifelong love affair with electricity when all the naysayers around him said, you looney tunes here, what are you doing? So he just said about his um, intelligent pursuits, and by the time he was um, in his 70s and early 80s, he had over 100 patents. Wow. So he fell in love with the Truckee Meadows. Right, he loved it, and so upon um, his passing, a foundation was uh, created okay. to perpetuate his okay. his values.
0: Well, that building and the and the organization, so Arte Italia, mm-hmm. um, where does that come from exactly, and how how has that come to be?
1: <laughs> it's. Almost generic in its uh, flavor, Mm -hmm. except it sounds really good when we say it, right? I do like saying those words,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) But it's um, our commitment to downtown Reno. Mm -hmm. We're part of the Arts Corridor. When we set out uh, to first purchase the building, which was not a simple task, and then renovate it and then open in 2008, Reno was not bustling. As it is today in Midtown. Oh, that's right. And uh, not that we were alone, because I remember one one year going down to the City Council with my big piece of butcher paper to make the point that we did have a corridor. It stretched from McKinley Park all the way past Arte Italia to and the Nevada Museum of Art right. to the National Automobile Museum. Of
0: course, yeah.
1: And that's quite a statement. Yeah. For. A relatively well, small. Community. I've
0: only been here in Reno uh, a little bit more than four years. Um, I know there are lots of people who are curious about the whole well, what the program is what there and of course I know that you we're here really largely to speak about the, the new exhibit but right. so um, what other programs does the Arte Italia really support here in, in town?
1: We have two missions. Mm-hmm. One is the the culinary mission mm-hmm. and that includes a Well, it includes finding, searching, and bringing the exemplary regional chefs from Italy to our demonstration kitchen. Oh, wow. We're venerable on the outside. We are in our living room and in the the exhibit space, but our state-of-the-art culinary kitchen is uh, a dream for the Italian chefs. And so they come— and they are with us. In fact, we have one arriving today from Milano to interact with Northern Nevadans. We, we have three, typically three classes. And it's become so popular that we've had to resort to a lottery system.
0: Is that right?
1: So... It's time for us, I'll I'll be honest. It's time for us to figure out a way to uh, stream these experiences so that 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 we can be inclusionary. And the main point in all of this within the culinary program is that every dollar paid in the nominal tuition Mm -hmm. goes right back into the community.
0: Oh wow! And how do you? Yeah, how does that work? I mean, in well,
1: the the fee for attendance is sixty dollars, and uh, we have a slight discount for seniors, and um, it then immediately goes into a segregated account at the foundation, so that we can amass a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. and then award it to, let's say, St. Vincent's Dining Room oh, or that. to a special project at a school.
0: So so the foundation isn't really really taking the money in to operate. It's using it for the community.
1: Totally. That's great. It's a pass-through to yeah. the community.
0: And then on the other side, you said you have really the arts and culture side. Yes. And yes. So what's that all about?
1: Well, we strive to find exhibits that in some form or manner celebrate Italian culture. That can be everything from procuring a uh, Titian or a Raphael uh, masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Now, we can't exhibit those amazing works, but we can partner with the Nevada Museum of Art and then have the didactic information or the educational portion of the show at Arte Italia. Or we have uh, ventured into sports. We had a very popular Italian Americans at bat. And we have families visiting more than once because who knew that Joe DiMaggio's brother was such a great player, and we had all his memorabilia and his brothers, Uh and uh, then we venture into some art collections on occasion. Mm Sir Mark Haukel blessed us with a sculpture from um, his own personal collection, which we housed upstairs, but this exhibit, I think, I predict, will be our most... Um, sought after visit we've ever hosted. It
0: sounds amazing. So, I've only briefly read about it from the material that you guys shared with me and yeah. from, um, from your team. And I, I have to say that I don't even know where to begin. It just sounds amazing. So, can you just start from the very beginning Absolutely. with this? What, what, what is exactly is the new exhibit? And, and to, you know, really t- talk through like, uh, how you found it. And, yes. I mean, it just sounds amazing.
1: Philanthropy isn't an easy task, right? and sometimes I feel as though I'm a private investigator. But one thing I know is that I love to read and locate things that I read about that have meaning to Northern Nevada. And so one day I was glancing at the Wall Street Journal, and I saw an article about a woman, um, Enrica Vigano, who... uh, as an art scholar, had spent 10 years of her adult life crisscrossing, in her words, Italy to locate and to procure, because she was curating, a show that would depict photography from 1932 to 1960. Now, when we think about history in that um genre. Mm-hmm. We know that Mussolini's reign was in full bloom in the 30s. That's right. And in 1960 we have a very different artistic world. And in Italy, in photography, that was um, expressed by two different somewhat opposing photo club philosophies. So Enrica was able to harvest, Uh, A large number of um, mysterious, in a way, they'd never been shown, Mm -hmm. photographs representing these various periods. And she was well-received in Europe, but the show had never been out of Europe. So I read about uh, her exhibit and her uh, presence in New York. At the Gray Gallery at NYU. Okay. So I said, got to get there.
0: Got to get there. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) And what I found on a very rainy day Mm -hmm. were throngs of people staring at riveting photographs.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: So then the next quest, bring this to Nevada. Right. And then... Even before it has arrived in Nevada, we have collaborated with the Museo Italiano in San Francisco, because in philanthropy, if we can collaborate, Mm -hmm. it's cost-effective. Sure. So we awarded a grant to the Museo. The exhibit came there, and now it's at home in Reno until December 29th.
0: And how did it do at the Museo? I'm sure it would. I really well. just
1: drove by. We just opened today. Mm. I saw several cars out in front. Yeah, and it wasn't even the end of the workday. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: Um. And so, when was this actually all put together in New York? How long ago was that? That was in May. Okay. I saw it in May, yeah. and then
1: it. Um, or actually, I think it was before that, and then we brought it to San Francisco in May. So this is a 2019 project. It's, yeah. And now it's here.
0: So. So tell me what that um, it's neo-realism. Yes, and what does that actually mean? I, I think a lot of people. I, I was fortunate to study a little bit of um, art and architecture and things in college that I, um, I I think about now, and I don't think I ever quite got to neo-realism. So what does that actually mean in terms of is it a period? Is it a style? What is it? Mm-hmm.
1: The progression in this exhibit, and I'll answer your question, but the importance is that we start with photography used as a form of propaganda.
0: Oh, of course. So
1: that's realism. And then at the conclusion of World War II in her works, you see a juxtaposition of devastation and... Elation. The human okay. spirit is mm-hmm. alive and well, and the ecstatic faces that you see mm-hmm. in amongst the rubble. One vision is a wedding taking place in an environment that one wouldn't normally associate with a sacred event like that. And so you have that juxtaposition. And so that then led to a more neo, a new way of looking at what photography could do. Mm -hmm. Because after the war, there was a quest to reunify Italy. Good luck. They still (laughs) are very regional in nature. But so the photographs were then moving a little bit away from realism in that they they were trying to convey a sense of Italy. And unity. And
0: unity, its,
1: and unity right. exactly. And then, um, as time went on, you see in this exhibit the play between the cinema and theater and photography. So you get Further and further away from realism, mm-hmm. and photography then becomes something more, couldn't even be a message, can even be, as the photo clubs developed in the 50s and 60s, um, a subtle war between those that wanted to depict realism and those that wanted to move away for Mm -hmm. one reason or another, to make a statement.
0: Interesting you mentioned uh, the cinema. I'll just take a little sidebar on Cinema Paradiso, which is among my favorite films of all time. It's hard to not uh, think of it when you say that because some of the images from that, movie and from that film just remind me all the time of the, you know when that little boy was growing up and the things that he learned and then the the films that he watched mm-hmm. and how he put that all together in yes. his life yeah exactly that's one of my favorites sorry that was a little oh, sidebar no, that's great. Um, so what are some of the things that we, um, that people will see when they come through the exhibit. I mean there's I know you've mentioned in kind of you know broad terms the the period, the time. But mm-hmm. well, what are some of the things that the, the images are uh, themselves going to you know what will people learn when they when they walk through it and see?
1: I see something new every time mm-hmm. I visit. And what is so poignant and Magnetic, in my estimation, are the faces. Right. The faces. um, The the raw, unfiltered, poignant, and almost, to me, pulsing Mm. energy that comes out of something as flat, as it were, Right. A, f- a photograph, sure. is amazing. And the relevancy to families, as I think about it, and I have thought about it a lot, is vital, is, is essential. Because as adults with children or young adults, we want to find ways connect right and we put down our phones <laughs> hopefully I hope so and yeah. uh, we have a conversation right and this exhibit I've seen it in action because I did attend the San Francisco opening mm-hmm. and to be personal I was supposed to speak and, and do a number of different um, Things in my capacity as president of the foundation, oh, no, I spent my entire time watching my grandson, who is seven. Is that right? And he, um, his mother appropriately didn't hover, but she followed his flow, right. his energy. Okay. And when he would stop and look at the shirtless, minors filthy mm-hmm. albeit and strike a conversation with his mother, why why is that? What are what, they what doing? What am I looking at? Yeah. And that to me is the the epitome of a portrayal of the human spirit. And that's what strikes me about this exhibit. Okay. Because, okay, historic um, or history buffs can go and be uh, tra- just transfixed by the the various periods. Right. And we have them all uh, enumerated. And a 7-year-old or even a 16-year-old could accompany a f- family member or come with a group. Right. We, we have um, encouraged schools uh, to gather together, come as a, a, a group. Right. We even created a small scavenger hunt to showcase various details right. of the uh, photographs and get kids thinking.
0: Right. Well, I just, I, I love the idea. I mean, if any children who get to go to see um, the museum or any, uh, especially art museums. And I agree that like, if you can let your child sort of wander a little bit and let them sort Mm of you know, certain kids will probably gravitate to certain things, and some kids are a little sure. bit more capable of, of okay. that sort of thing. But it seems right. like a seven or eight year old that's like, um, it's a really fun thing to watch what they find and what they see, and then the questions that you can ask like, what do you see in this person? Like, why do you think that person is doing X or Y or Z? Mm-hmm. And it's a really fun thing to see kids experiencing that kind of, um, art and, and really, um, for themselves to sort of look at a a a piece of art and have a reaction to it and then and then draw that out with that conversation well what what do you think they're feeling what do you Mm -hmm. think they're you know because that actually is the part where where you you what you described it has so much depth but then it also allows you for this uh empathy right you can sort of connect with the person in the picture and say what do you think they're feeling and what do you think they're thinking and you know why would they you know you know like what is this you know what does the scene look like to you Right. And those are the kinds of questions that I just love hearing and seeing. You know, um, I just um, finished reading The Goldfinch not too long ago, and I was thinking about the you know the, the scene where the you know the mom was walking through the art, um, Museum of Art with his uh, with her son, and just the idea of like that conversation of you know a thirteen year old boy experiencing the Metropolitan Museum of Art um, right. not for the first time, but because right. his mom was so attached right. to certain pictures.
1: And I was thinking today before. Uh, we, we met as to how the, the Truckee Meadows and the, the building and the exhibit could become a almost a triptych right in, in the education of, of young children education in a um, in a fanciful curious way right. not in a, an, an authoritarian way right. But if we're south of town or we're in Sparks, we can find the street signs that show in real time in 2019 where those Italian families met right. and raised their children and lived side by side, sometimes two generations or three generations. Absolutely. And then the history of our building, the... Um, the amazing feat it has been to keep it alive, mm-hmm. to keep it um, uh, pertinent, right as it were, and then this photographic jewel, as always, we're open Friday through Sunday, okay. twelve to five, and there's no admission charge.
0: Oh wow! Okay, we
1: welcome uh, multi-visited. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'll definitely make a make,
0: It's so interesting to me because it's the other thing I was thinking about is that I'm from New York originally, so uh, mm. I was spoiled as a child yes. in terms of being able to go anytime and, and and basically anytime I wanted to any of the museums, uh, or you know more, you know thinking about like the Broadway plays and oh. all of the car- culture that I was uh, that I had access to. And yeah, of course the Yankees games too. Like I, you know, went to high school in the Bronx, whatever. So I think to myself, like, um, you know, an exhibit of this, um, stature to really land here in Reno is something because I've long held the, you know, maybe mistaken belief, unfortunately, as a, as a New Yorker, maybe a little jaded and a little, you know, sort of, you know, used to a certain level of, um, Things in you know in a city that I don't see as much of that here in Reno, and maybe it's because I'm you know not really uh, uh, haven't haven't dived in quite as much, but obviously you know with something like this, it sort of changes my whole perspective. I mean, absolutely. I mean, something that was in a New York gallery somewhere and a San Francisco gallery, and now is right here in you know you know literally across the street from my friend's apartment. Like, right. I mean, I can I can only imagine like okay, well. This puts us on the map for some things, for sure. I right. mean, and I know that Reno's on the map for a lot of things. I just, right. you know, I sort of, I, I, my friends know that I, you know, I give a, I give a little bit of grief. You know, I keep saying, you know, Hamilton's never coming to Reno. So that's my, you know, that's my one measure. But, you know, this... Never say never. I know, I know. <laughs> never say never. But I do think that um, having something of this stature here is, you know, it's a great thing for Reno and, and for the art scene and for, I mean, of course, there's also the... Um, Exhibit now yes. over at the, um, at the art museum that I can't wait to get over to and see. I know it's it is be...
1: excellent. Yeah. And I will tell you the parallels mm-hmm. between some of the O'Keeffe work
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Stiglitz and the images in Neo Realismo are strikingly similar. Well,
0: that's good to hear, yeah. Almost So, and it's all within scary. a few blocks, everybody. I mean, we yes. should just go and walk over and, then, and, and get to experience all No of that. need
1: for a phone, no need for mm-hmm. a car.
0: Um, what else um, do people need to know about the exhibit? You said it's open on Friday through Sunday.
1: Friday through Sunday, mm-hmm. 12 to 5, mm-hmm. free admission. Great. Uh, we are in exhibit mode till December 29th oh good and uh, please follow us on our website yeah. rtitaliausa.com.
0: and uh, if there are educators that we know can yes. they reach out to you absolutely and, you know,
1: call do... call our office mm-hmm. and uh, we're we're very happy to arrange uh, school tours
0: well Kristen I think this sounds amazing I'm so excited to go and visit myself uh, and I know that the dads and moms who listen are you know going to be I'm sure it's a little surprised that the, something of this, you know, uh, really, like I said, stature is here in Reno and is worth seeing. I mean, uh, obviously it's focused on the Italian uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: period, but there's so much to see when we talk about families. And but it's a
1: universal ab- appeal. Absolutely. You look in, into the eyes of uh, the woman putting on her wedding gown and... It right. isn't necessarily one, an Italian one. One last <laughs>
0: question for you, Chris. Yes. What's your favorite picture in the in
1: oh, exhibit? Do you have a favorite? Oh, I'll,
0: it's like picking your favorite child. Do you want
1: child. You
0: can tell me. I mean, I'll, I'll
1: give you a backstory on that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. Because when I was in New York looking at the the works, there were many of them. They were gorgeous, but they showcased buildings okay. more than people. And I said, We have to get the A team here in Reno. Right. We have to have those which showcase faces. Right. So you see our branding. Yeah. I chose the young person executing a cartwheel, one hand right. in the midst of rubble. That's one of my favorites. Okay. But That's a good thing. There are several. There are several.
0: <laughs> okay, well we'll see we'll leave it there. I love the picture. I uh, I hope we, we can um, get a whole bunch of people out to see it because it just sounds fascinating. I know I'm going to make, uh, make an effort to go see it. Um, I'm moving this weekend, so it's not going to be oh, the, bit, the best no, weekend for me. But no. um, I will definitely make sure that we go and take a, a visit. And I just love I, I love this one image, the, the one that you shared with me here with the, the cartwheel, the one-handed cartwheel. It really is something special. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for coming in. I really thank enjoyed our you. conversation.
1: I truly did as well. Thank you so much.
0: You've been listening to the Reno Dads podcast on renodads.com. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Stop by renodads.com and click on Contact Us and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear on our show. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Reno Dads. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll join us here for our next episode, and we'll see you online at renodads.com. Oh, <sighs>